Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Cheers. This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio, locker room, locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And great price, great people, great service. I mean, just can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page. Look them up online. R-O-D-E-R Epoxy. Yeah, tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, no, that's really important. Now, here's the show. Episode 56. Here we are. Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. Damn, I did it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we started recording, I just <laughs> let Phil know. Almost every segment we start, now you're going to hear this from now on, uh, when we come back into it, a lot of times I'll be like, all right, and then we start, and mm-hmm. we were joking about it, and then Phil said, <laughs> it was in my head, <laughs> the third word, I know. so yeah, it is happy Thursday. It is Thursday. Yeah. It is Thursday, my dude. My dude. That's Wednesday on that, but whatever, yeah. It's no, like, I know. I, I know Vine. I'm... Oh, God. I'm an elder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mr. Gray, are you emo? Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> hilarious you say that because that's a thing. Like kids make fun yeah. of kids. Like, dude, you're being so emo, and they'll say to kids <laughs> as like making fun of them, like you're an emo. And so kids come up to me and they go, "Hey, Mr. Gray." Again, I work in middle school. They're like, Mr. Gray, are you an emo? And I have a tattoo from the emo band from the 2000s, brand new, <laughs> on my forearm, and it's like two skeleton guys in black coats talking to each other mm-hmm. it's an album cover whatever yeah i am and i and i look <laughs> at the kids and i'll be like mr gray are you emo i go well, what do you think and i point to my forearm and they're like oh yeah good point oh god kids are silly they are silly also like what why yeah i grew up in the burbs bro the burbs now, so sounds so weird i know actually i grew up more in the country but now i'm in the burbs mm, yeah yeah and so we wanted to start this episode off again high school boys season really right close the corner yep. we're getting there i hope you like high school rugby because that's going to be a big focus we we said after the girls season we know we didn't do the girls season justice so we're going to try to do better with the boys season mm-hmm. we've had a lot of coaches on we're gonna have more coaches on we're gonna have players on we're gonna do live interviews not live we're gonna do interviews at the pitch after matches as well that's a goal of ours we want to get more people involved with the high school game and give more exposure to those kids. Updated news. Well, all I saw was on Instagram, the Iowa City Trojans 
are rebranding what's old is new. Mm-hmm. They're using an old logo as their new logo. Ah, cool. Like kind of like a throwback retro type deal. Yeah, yeah. And and I thought maybe we would see like I thought when I saw that picture pop up, I was like, ooh, is there gonna be a second Iowa City team? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> is the newer branded Iowa City team, are they going to change their name and logo? And is there are they splitting apart? Mm. Well, I sent them a message on Instagram like, hey, what? this is a brand new account, but it's an old logo. What's going on? And they're like, nope, we just made a new account and changed <laughs> the logo back. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Interesting. And I was like, is there a second Iowa City team? And like, not that I know of. Well, any other teams that are going to be popping up potentially, or at least new teams, don't they have until tomorrow to Tomorrow's get that put the in? Deadline. Yeah. So I've heard, because I've been thinking about it. I've been sending text messages to people I know, just trying to poke the bear and just kind of, because we've talked to some people and like, yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm thinking about it. And I followed up with a lot of those people. And I think the general consensus for a lot of them is it's going to happen. I want to do it. We're just not there yet. Mm. Like maybe we have a coach in place. They're just not confident with their abilities. They're going to hop on as an assistant coach. Also, maybe they have like three or four kids who are like, yeah, I'm doing it. Well, they need 10, 15, 20 kids. You know, you can't really go into it with five. So, you know, we've heard of kids from, Martinsdale, St. Mary's, and Southeast Warren. They're going to join Indianola. Mm. And Greg Rodriguez, I saw he was announced. He's the head coach for the Indianola boys. They just had their team meeting. Sounded like it went great. So those three schools are going to combine. And then hopefully next year, those three schools are independent of each other. And the league grows. That's how it works. You know, We're going to talk here with Casey Hansen shortly. And he talks about how that's how Denver started. They were a part of Waverly. Mm -hmm. They split. And now Denver's a powerhouse and Waverly's a powerhouse. Why do you think that is? Because the people from Denver learned from Waverly and they kind of had the same standards, expectations, and they're rolling with it. Mm. And that was funny too. That wasn't a rhetorical question. I was trying to. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. I was like, like okay, uh, keep going. <laughs> Phil, we've recorded over 77 hours together. And that was the first time I feel like I was trying to give you eyes. And it fell flat. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was but, my bad. I thought it like it's, I just thought it was a rhetorical question. I don't know. <laughs> it was good wait time. You're like yeah. looking at me like, what's your next point, Mr. Gray? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? Um, but it's just it's cool though to see that there's actually like proof in the pudding that that does work. Is you know sometimes I can see where you'd be a little skeptical where mm-hmm. you know you have multiple schools joining together. It's like why not? Why don't some of those kids just continue to go there instead of branching off with their own school? You know, right? Or like. Okay, so we have two schools combined. If I pull them apart, doesn't that weaken both programs? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's like you have a couple of kids who care and a couple of kids who care from two different schools. They have a great season. They love it. Guess who they're going to tell? They're Their friends. friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're going to put it on social media. Guess who wants to play? The kids beneath them. Mm-hmm. Their friends. People see it. It's a snowball effect. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We're looking at you know, these teams, these schools might have five kids interested. Mm. You look at East High School. There's, you know, you know, and I'm not gonna lie, over 1,200 boys in that school. You're telling me you can't find five more? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is probably the only sport that that actually works too. Because if you combine with another school for any other sport, it's gonna probably be that way for a very long time. And you know from experience, Turkey Valley, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they've combined for a lot of sports with the other schools. So 
and they're still they're, they're still, still, still combined yeah. yeah they're basically yeah just under the umbrella of either new hampton or south wind so mm-hmm. and then again you know it's kind of like having training wheels you pull it off you run your own thing we saw it with valley and mm-hmm. east des moines east where both those programs struggled hey let's combine back again we rebuild our forces and then we split apart mm-hmm. i mean it's it's great it it helps everyone as long as you're not like abusing it and then like hey we're gonna keep our numbers so quiet and so low and and we're gonna keep pulling the top people i mean people aren't doing that yeah that's like a you would have to overthink it and that that's dumb that doesn't happen yeah because i mean those small schools if you want to be there you have to drive Mm -hmm. you know and then the big schools again valley we went from combining with east last year we had about 12 kids now we have about 30. That's crazy. Word of mouth. That's awesome. Word of mouth. So, um, yeah. But we want to check in with the defending state champions, Waverly Shellrock. Mm-hmm. We got Casey Hansen. Always good to hear from him. Oh, yeah. Let's go to it. All right. All right. And we are here with one of the coaches from Waverly Shellrock High School. We got Casey Hansen with us. Casey, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, we're kind of getting into the swing of things for high school boys rugby. We uh, we wanted to hear from some teams, and we figured it'd probably be pretty important to reach out to the defending state champions and kind of <laughs> see what's going on, how the offseason was, and kind of where things are leading. So basically, yeah, looking at last year, you guys had – some tight matches, you know, in the uh, quarterfinals or the semifinals, sorry, you beat Southeast Polk 10 to 7. Then in the finals, you beat Ankeny 21 17. Really good group of guys you had there. Um, how do you, you know, go into the offseason and look ahead to this season, you know, with that kind of ending? You got some leaders that are carrying over from last season, a lot of new guys stepping up. What is What does it look like for Waverly right now? Um, I mean, all the coaches probably go through about the same thing, especially when you're a little senior heavy, like we were, mm-hmm. um, you tell those guys to recruit, you work on the guys that were there last year. Um, we had some guys step in, we had a freshman last year, uh, Cam Kramer that stepped in and started for us. So, you know, a year two um we're looking for bigger things from him tyler gas came off the bench um he's a rebel rugby guy and an iowa select uh so you know having him come in with that knowledge that should help and we've got a couple other underclassmen that are simon Ott, who's a senior this year um yeah i think i think we have the leaderships there we just need to see who we got and tune those guys in Definitely. And have you guys started practice yet or had a team meeting yet at all? We have not. We have the, now that wrestling's over, we can kind of get fired up again. Um, We kind of wait and give them a little bit of a break after that, since a lot of them are wrestlers. Yeah. And I was was just going to ask how many wrestlers are playing rugby this year. And I assumed quite a few. So (laughs) yeah. And that's why too, we gave you a call because we figured Whitcomb was probably like on, on the tour of kissing babies and, (laughs) Showing yeah, the stage. Yeah. He's 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 got a mouthful of babies, and I think his hands tired from shaking so many. <laughs> I mean, he's got to carry all those trophies three three <laughs> yeah. team 
three it team a, trophies. I mean, like three Pete two or something like that. Three Pete. Yeah. And then you had the, the girls state championship, the dual team for the boys and then traditional, and then a bunch of single or individual wrestlers. I mean, it's one of those things where <clears throat> we talk about it a lot when it comes to like building a high school rugby program, you look at programs that are supported by other programs and Waverly is one of the best examples where when you get the wrestling coach, the wrestling community, uh, other people in the community like Bremer County, you have the University of Northern Iowa. There's so many people that are there supporting these kids. It creates a great foundation. You know, what do you do to keep those, you know, bonds and to get those kids uh, from wrestling into your program? Or what does that look like from the rugby standpoint? Uh, well, I mean, as far as recruiting goes, that's probably more of a wait until Eric is free and get him on here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just kind of, I just kind of get to step in and see who we have and kind of go from there. Um, pretty much the only recruiting I do is I get on our, our team app and tell them all to recruit. <laughs> um, but no, it, it is, it's not vital but it's it's very helpful to have somebody in the school and it's also extremely beneficial to have someone like eric who's you know not only a teacher at the school but mm -hmm. uh coach for a very good program and i'm not saying he pressures any of his wrestlers but he probably <laughs> strongly hints that it would help them be better at football and other things i was gonna say it's probably one of those situations where it's they come for eric wickham but they stay for casey hansen right <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I mean, we'll go with it. Put it on the don't shirt. Don't be modest. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> no, and, you know, you mentioned, too, you know, you have your ties to Rebel Rugby, and, and I'm sure we're going to hear about that in the near future, but also the Iowa Select wink, side, wink. the high school team. <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers, because <laughs> um, I forgot about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> until i texted you this morning anyways uh a little behind the scenes there um iowa select sides why is that important you got the sign up going um why should kids sign up for that in the high school league what what does that do to help them um give give us your pitch for that uh so select side for sevens this year i'll, I'll talk sevens then i'll hit 15s yeah um, for sevens, last year we went to Austin, Texas, got really good exposure, um, enough exposure that the Utah Warriors general manager reached out and wants us to bring a 15 squad over to Utah to play their uh, U18 team. Um, I mean, select side is just, just a – it's an opportunity if you're a good player or a great player in Iowa – you form a team and you play other good players and great players. It's just stepping up the competition. There's Brandon Keene's at like, I don't know, North American Invitational. He's at, he's at Tropical. There's USA guys all over the place at these tournaments. Mm -hmm. And if you put a good showing on for Iowa or Rebel or whatever, like it's just a, a quicker way up the ladder, I guess. Mm -hmm. Schools too, colleges are there. Nice. Um, and you know, yeah, that's my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And, you know, for players that are, you know, looking to try to make a select side team, besides obviously being a good rugby player, what are like some characteristics that you guys look for in like these players besides just being good? 
Uh, like want, really. I mean, you can be probably the best player on the planet, but if you have a crappy attitude and you think you know everything, then, you know, I mean, a team player, um, someone that's willing to learn and make, make guys around him better too. Uh, sometimes we run, run some things that people haven't ran before. And if someone gets it and they can, they can have that peer involvement. They, uh, I found that those athletes respond better to a buddy telling them how to do something than mm. maybe me yelling at them. <laughs> Fair. You go to your guys's social media and you see Gentry stack, you know, former player made the national collegiate rugby all American. Did he play on select side for you? Was that when it was kind of getting started or when you jumped into some of that coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Gent, Gent was up in Lakefront with oh, us. Yeah. Um, so until last year, that's about the only one we did um, when I was involved anyway. I think we did one in Minnesota too, but that was pretty much it. So we wanted to expand a little bit, get to those bigger tournaments. Nice. And it's cool to see because again, here's a kid wrestled for Wickham, comes out for rugby, goes out for select sides. Now he's a all American and very, very highly talked about in rugby circles for his skills. Mm. And he's still an underclassman, got a couple years to go. Uh, really cool to see like where he started and where he's going. And so you also mentioned expanding those tournaments, um, not only just like new sevens tournaments, but also you guys had select side 15s last year. You're going to run that again this year. What's the plan look like for that? Yeah. Yeah. So 15s this year will be a little more structured than it was last year. Last year, it was just kind of, let's see what we get for numbers, put a couple games together and uh, run with it. And we had a pretty good turnout, played tough against a couple. I think we had three games. I know we went to Wisconsin and I think we played the Minnesota selects and the Wisconsin selects. And then we had the Eastside Academy come here. So I think this year we're going to go up there to Minneapolis, Egan, play them. And then I, I believe we're trying to get Wisconsin down here, and we're talking to the Blues, too. Ooh, or nice. if we haven't, we're going to. Nice. There's a team actually out of uh, – I'd have to look through it, but Nelson just, just told me about it. I want to say it's like an Ohio team. Hmm, nice. Or Indiana team that we might play, too. That's huge because I feel yeah. like a lot of our kids only play sevens yeah. and then they go and play in college and they do great. And it's like, man, if you had a platform of 15s and you had a little experience going into uh, college, you know, what could that do for oh, them? Yeah. And now you guys are providing that. And then you're playing against select side teams who those states play 15s rugby, mm -hmm. you know, so what a great experience for them before they go to college, keep brushing up and keep learning. And it's cool too, because our guys who played sevens, they played select side 15s. I know like for Valley, a couple of our guys, um, a cook and Davin, they, they played a little bit, they tried 15s and now they're back playing sevens. And even though it was 15s, they're way better sevens players now. Like mm -hmm. they see the game differently. They're, they're way better in the breakdown and it's really cool to see those skills transfer. And then now they can kind of see themselves bigger guys didn't know if sevens rugby was for them. They see 15s. Cool. I'm going to go to Iowa Central and play 15s rugby now. So really cool that that opportunity is there and cool to hear it's growing. Yeah. And speaking of growing too, have you guys heard of any new clubs in the high school league in 
the Cedar Valley at all? Are there any clubs popping up in your neck of the woods? Uh, I haven't heard much over here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Denver's well on their way to being a, a powerhouse in one A. You know, oh, yeah. Columbus is Columbus. Yep. Um, it sure would be nice to get something out of Applington or somewhere around there because they've got a, all kinds of athletes. Mm-hmm. Dyke, um, Charles City would be good. I was gonna say New Hampton. No, <laughs> yeah, New Hampton. Yeah. Um, Get Mason City back going again. There's definitely potential there. And you just see, I mean, I'm sure you guys see what we see. It's just getting those coaches in those communities and trying to figure out how to organize that. But yeah. You know, I was was listening to your guys' podcast, I think it was a week or two ago, and you were talking about how Tom's kind of over by himself. Mm -hmm. And driving over to Fort Dodge, at least one time a week now, you know what town that we really should get in is Webster city. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. They have a lot of athletes had a great football team this year. They got some good wrestlers. Like I think Webster city would be a, a very good get for the league. Yeah. And I, so I made this map on my own cause you know how my brain works or doesn't work. And sometimes I just go off into some weird tangent, but I made this map of the state of Iowa and I put a pin where every high school team was. And I put a circle around every like men's club and a square around every like um, men's college. And it was interesting to see kind of like the pipelines we have and also like almost the routes or like connections. And you look at like if there was a, you know, Charles City, New Hampton team, it would really help connect Waverly to Mason City. Or you look at Fort Dodge. Webster city would connect, you know, like just try it. We always talk about travel makes it difficult, but if we can kind of just build that next town over and I know Indianola just started back up. Mm-hmm. They're taking some kids from Martin Martinsdale, St. Mary's. They have a couple of kids interested there. A couple of kids from Southeast Warren with the goal being they do so well, they have a good time. Indianola can be a club by itself next year. And then we see, two new 1A schools with Southeast Warren being by themselves Mm -hmm. and Martinsdale St. Mary's by themselves. I think, I don't know. That's kind of, I feel like how I'm looking at it now. It's like scenario kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. We slowly branch out and like programs kind of swallow one. And then they just kind of keep pushing, pushing out like, yep, you got the notes, keep moving out. And so, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Webster City. That's one. Yeah. It's the one I've never really thought of. (laughs) Phil, go live in Webster City. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I mean you know it'd be it'd be nice to see that's actually how denver started the first year we started waverly we had uh two denver kids mm-hmm. play with us and then the next year they started their own team over there so it definitely works was cooper one of them cooper isaacson no that was a little bit before him okay uh there was a casey i can't remember his name and then there was a Devin, and i think he went and played football at Wartburg when he was done oh, nice. but anderson casey anderson okay nice yeah that's awesome so yeah it does work all right <laughs> oh and yeah. yeah like you said denver is going to be a powerhouse because i remember i remember when last year with valley we drove up to waterloo and we had denver on the schedule and our kids from valley were like denver like i've never heard of this and it's like yeah, you probably haven't. And so they go out there thinking like, this is some small town, never heard of them. And they put a beat down on us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, they know what they're doing. And they care a lot about their rugby. So 
it, it shows you too, you can, you can grow a great program anywhere. You mm-hmm. just got to have that passion and, and get the right people involved and yeah. it, it takes off. Yeah. I mean, you need coaches. I, I mean, my, my theory on growing teams is we kind of look at how many players we can get. I think the more coaches we have, that's kind of just kind of an exponential thing. If you have one coach, that's 13 players instead of one player. Mm-hmm. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. You might look over this year at Valley's sideline. We have quite a few coaches, but the whole point is we're trying to teach them how to coach and they're going to go off on their own someday. <laughs> For sure. But I mean, it, it, it might look goofy, but uh, it's going to work. But no. Is, so, is, did Phil make the Valley cut or is he going somewhere else? No, we cut him. He's somewhere else. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Phil can't say you where. Just need to, I, I think I told Gray this. You just need to hop into the frying pan, man. Yeah, I just need it. Like, I'm definitely going to – I'm really looking at it, trying to assistant coach. I'm just trying to figure out where – so he's got options, but Valley's <laughs> not one of them. I'll tell you what, everybody that got into coaching high school thought they knew how to coach rugby and they didn't know shit. And that's oh, I already me know included a hundred percent didn't know shit. And then the longer you do it, you kind of figure it out. Yeah. That's reassuring. That makes me feel better. <laughs> and yeah. the biggest secret is the way to be the best sevens coach have the best athletes. That really, really helps. <laughs> Really helped us that year with Roosevelt. Yeah, two really, really fast it does. players. It, it does help having athletes until you get to the level of where everybody's an athlete. Yeah. Right. And, and we saw that at State this past year. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, coming back full circle here, again, looking at last year's, like, state tournament. I know I'm just kind of kidding there. But, I mean, obviously athletes help. But that was the most competitive and like the most, uh, what's the word? Entertain- well, dude, it's entertaining. I was like on the edge of my seat the entire like tournament. Yeah. I mean, other than the two, two matches from the first round, the other, what is that? Five matches were all fairly close. Yeah. And I think, I honestly think this next season, this spring, I think we're going to see a lot more of the same. Uh, I think every single year, this league continues to raise their level of play. So um, a big part of that is what you guys are doing in Waverly, setting the 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 pace, and then people trying to catch up there, and then also everything you're doing with Select Side, giving those guys opportunities to learn outside their season. Um, it's huge, and I think the league benefits from it. So appreciate what you do for the sport, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I you get we didn't really set the pace. I would give that to Southeast Polk. Southeast mm-hmm. Polk put the target on their back, and we took it. And, uh, yeah, now we have the target on our back. So hopefully we can just keep it going. Yeah. Um, I will do one plug before we're done here. Um, plug it. <laughs> every coach, every coach that's listening, get your kids signed up for the March 12th camp in Iowa city. Mm-hmm. I understand it's spring break for a lot of schools. And if you can't make it, that's okay. Go to the Iowa select side high school Facebook page and just like throw a message in there. There'll be instructions for the job form to fill out for registration. And if you can't make it, there's instructions for that too. Perfect. Casey, thank you so much. Everybody mm-hmm. sign up, sign up for select side get there. Also, if you're not coaching, get coaching and then just support the high school game. Right. So Casey, thank you again for coming on and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Real soon. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling we'll, we'll talk here quickly. (laughs) Sounds good. Have a good one, brother. (laughs) All right. See you.
All right, and that was the Casey Hansen. Always great to hear from him. Can't wait till we get him in person sometime. That's going to be fun. Definitely going to have need to restock the fridge with some, I know. some cold ones. I'm going to ask him about the ranch water, if that's still like a drink of choice, because Bremer guys always seem to like <coughs> rotate through like, you know, drink faces. It was like weirdly white clawed at one point in time. And then mm-hmm. last time I talked to him, it was ranch water. And wonder if that's still a thing. Yeah, we'll have to ask him next time we talk to him. Yeah. And then, Could be soon. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I think we might. And then, do you know the first word you said when we came back from the interview? All right. Yeah. Did you even notice? <laughs> yeah, I did. As yeah. I said, I was just rolling with it. You stuck it in my head. Oh, it's just, it's a thing now. I know. So, Damn it. That's, we need to put in, in the start of our show, uh, what's the actor's name? All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I was just yeah. thinking that. Oh, yeah. No, moving on, though. Uh, get a little weekend preview. Uh, like we said, Ooh. on the second episode of the week, we want to preview what's going on. So if you want to watch rugby, be involved. So there's no, like, I don't know, there's no, like, club rugby stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen that there are some men's clubs starting their practices up. Yep. That's awesome. Saw to, like, Des Moines Rugby, they they voted in a new oh, board. Oh, yeah, they're holding um, board, yep. That was pretty cool. So a lot of things happening uh but just not on the pitch yet for people in iowa so keep up the good work everybody we'll see you in the spring but you can always watch rugby support rugby super rugby americas so last week the american raptors had their debut they lost 50, or 45 10 to Selknam. rough start now they are going to play against a uruguayan squad Pinaral rugby her Peñarol, P-E-N-A-R-O-L. Were they based out of? Uruguay. Uruguay, okay. Yep. So another tough match because, again, I think that's going to be a lot of your Uruguayan. Is that – am I saying that right? Yep. Uruguay national team players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the point of this. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think this is going to be another tough match. Uh, this team did not play last week, so I don't have any scores to compare it against. But we'll be looking forward to see how the Raptors bounce back. Because, again, they're not just going to take it. You know, they're working yeah. their tails off. So really excited to keep our eyes on that. And then that is on the 24th. Also on February 24th, we have Major League Rugby action. We have Rugby ATL against the Seattle Seawolves. That'll be a good match, I think. Honestly, I mean, they're both 1-0. I was going to say undefeated, but come on. <laughs> yeah, right. But – they both won good matches, you know, mm. Seattle knocked off the former champion rugby ATL beat a tough Toronto squad. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a great matchup. I'm going to go with rugby Atlanta. I was going to say Seattle. One of, Hey, you know what? One to know. One of us is correct. Right. <laughs> uh, Battle of Actually, the greens. I want to keep, we got to keep track of this and see whose predictions are more accurate okay. this week. Let's do it. Yeah. The next one, we have the Utah warriors. They are hosting the Dallas Jackals. I'm going to take the Utah Warriors. Dallas, I still feel like they're they're trying to find out who they are. They they re- I mean, I think Houston is much improved from last year, mm-hmm. but I I just think Utah's too good of a team. I mm-hmm. think Utah's going to win at home. Yeah, I think that's a fair assumption. I was also going to go with the Utah Warriors just being playing at home and Dallas Jackals, you know, haven't won a match yet. So, I mean, they're due probably for a win. It's just, I just don't think it's going to be this week. I agree. I agree with that 100%. I'll let you do this next, the next two first. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. 
So we got on February 25th at 8 o'clock, we're going to be doing Houston Sabercats, and they're going to be hosting NOLA Gold. And that might not be a bad one to go watch at Pally's. And it's on FS2. I think we should. Watch party at Pally's Saturday night, 8 o'clock. We'll see if Brandy approves it. Yeah, we could possibly do it. Um, Between those two teams, like I, I love NOLA. I like what they got going on. Ani's playing with NOLA. But Houston put up a pretty good little beat down on Dallas Jackals. Uh, you know what? God damn it. If you're not going to pick, gonna, I'm going to still. I think I'm going to still go NOLA. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a shout on this one. We'll go NOLA. So you know who we didn't shout out with Houston Sabercats? And I know we talked about them last time very quickly because it was at the end of the show. Mm. Brandon Carnes. Oh, yeah. Right? God, I forgot about that. Friend of the program. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I was going to pick fair. Houston either way because, man, I know Dallas is down, but they looked good. Mm. They looked solid, and yeah. they looked complete. Nola, I just, I don't know. I think yeah. they've got a ways they, to go. they got a lot of new players, so yeah, it's going to be taking a little bit of time to get that continuity and figure out what they have and where they need guys to be at. So, yeah, I could see Houston pulling that one out, but I just want to go with Nola on this one. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, next one here, we got New York hosting wow. Toronto. Oh, I really like New York. Iron Workers love that mascot name. Mm-hmm. I mean, former champs. Marcus Benton's favorite Marcus Benton's MLR team. Favorite MLR team. But they did get knocked down by Seattle. But Seattle is a good team. Um, it was a rematch of the championship. Yeah, I know. It's not like you can be like, oh, I mean, they got beat by chumps. <laughs> like, come on. You know what I meant. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Iron Workers. So am I. Okay. I agree. I, I think they're a championship caliber team. I think Toronto comes out strong. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be a very be a good competitive match. match. Um, but he also, they're also hosting. New York's going to be hosting. So, I mean, that home field advantage does mm-hmm. play a role, in my like opinion, for mm-hmm. at least most teams. Yeah. <sighs> that travel, <clears throat> whether no matter how far you travel, traveling's traveling. Yeah. You know, the, the body, the mind, uh, it just, it, it's different when you wake up in your own bed, mm. you know. And then your body not being sore, whether it's a bus, a plane, whatever. Exactly. Okay. And then the last one, San Diego is hosting New England Free Jacks. That one's a hard one, I feel like. You go. I have mine picked. You go first. I'm probably going to go Free Jacks. I love the name of the stadium. Snapdragon Stadium. That is a really cool name. Snapdragon Stadium. And so the Free Jacks are heading to San Diego. Okay. And so you might think. That's a long ways to go, too. I just talked about the travel. I'm going with New England. New England Free Jacks as well. Okay. And here's the reason. Rugby Morning on Twitter. Rugby Morning. Follow, give them a follow on Twitter. They they share out our podcast every once in a while. They, they have like yeah. a landing page on their website. They actually share out every rugby podcast. It's really cool. So if you, need, cool. if you need rugby news that's more than just Iowa-centric like us, um, Rugby Morning is a good one. And sometimes I'll interact with their stuff. And... They actually have a machine called the Major League Rugby Power Ranking Tabulator 5000 Trademark. And so they <laughs> type in the numbers, they punch in into this into this crazy machine, and it comes out with their power rankings. And the New England Free Jacks are number one in their power rankings. Really? Over the Seattle Seawolves. Then they have New York at three, San Diego at four. So it's a one versus four matchup, according to them. And then Houston at five, Rugby ATL at six, Old Glory at seven, NOLA at eight, Utah at nine, Toronto 10, Chicago at 11, and Dallas at 12. Hmm. That's their power rankings. 
that's not and that's not a bad lineup either. Like I, I could I could almost see that. I mean the free jacks kind of surprised me at number one, but well, still. I mean they they I mean they looked good. A lot of people I saw on Twitter said they looked like the most well rounded team. They looked like a team that was most in mid season form. Mm. Um, I know it's long season, so you don't want to peak too early, but at the same True. time, like if you got it figured out, I mean, that's a great head start. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, we'll uh we'll keep track of this. Let's that'll be yeah, fun. And then fun. again, maybe maybe we'll do a challenge again. I don't know. Oh, just God. between me and you. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Let's just keep track. So we're zero and zero. Week one didn't ha- start, you know. So yeah, we had to see, you know, how everything was gonna play out. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. And this is like shades of our old show. <laughs> yeah, kind you know? of. <laughs> this is kind of nice. Uh what we won't make predictions on, but we will talk about. Six Nations is also back this weekend. So, I mean, we got Super Rugby Americas. We got MLR. And now we have Six Nations for their third round. We have Italy facing Ireland. I mean, you got the top team versus one of the bottom teams. I think Ireland wins pretty soundly. I think so, too. England is going to take on Wales right after that. England, right in the middle of the pack. Wales is at the bottom. Again, England thinks that they should be a champion. Uh... Wales is just trying to stay out of the bottom. Mm-hmm. I think England wins that soundly. Oh, yeah. And then here's where it gets interesting. France against Scotland. Scotland has dreams of winning the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. France, they believe... They were, they were the last year's or the previous year's winner, so... Yeah, and they still look at themselves as a top dog. I think that's going to be a slobber knocker. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, I could see it going either way, but I'm going to take Scotland. Again, we're not doing this to our MLR predictions, but um, I don't know. I think if you want to see some of the best rugby in the world, watch that match. Oh, 100%. I don't know. Like France is going to be hosting them, right? I don't know. looks like it. So I'm curious. And I mean, France being the reigning champ, like, I don't know. They might make something happen. And I think. Stade de France. Stade yeah, de France. it's uh, yeah. France is hosting. Yeah. I mean. But France needs to win if they want to, you know, stay in contention with it. Otherwise, then there's probably no chance that they can win Six Nations. Yeah. So, a lot of good rugby going on, which is awesome. So, if you want to see any of it, there's, there's your preview for the weekend mm-hmm. from an Iowa perspective. Also, last thing from the Iowa perspective – uh, we need referees mm. and there's a referee clinic in the quad cities on March 11th. If 10 people, at least 10 people aren't signed up, they are going to cancel that clinic. And that means no new referees will be certified in the state of Iowa. So <clears throat> right now, as far as I know, I think they're up to six and there's way more people that said they're interested in doing this. Please, if you want to stay involved in the game, you want to give back, but you don't want to coach, you don't want to run a team, you don't want to play, being a referee is huge. I, I saw this thing on social media. Don't know how true it was. And it was from the sport of soccer. And there was like an 11-year-old boy who became a referee. Wow. And this 11-year-old boy, he went, he refereed, and at this match he was refereeing, guess what happened to him? What? Fans in the crowd 
started talking shit about an 11 year old like you suck oh my like, god like they basically you know as people do to referees like you don't know what you're doing you suck boo terrible call and the mom was so heartbroken she she took a picture of her son and he's like i'm gonna keep being a referee and she was just kind of like well like why those people were awful, awful to you and he goes because i love the game i was like mm. whoa and then wayne rooney right yeah famous like one of the most famous english soccer players of all time he retweeted it and basically was like you know without kids like this like you think of this we love this sport and we think of it almost all the time and i'm talking rugby it could be any sport we love our sport whatever it may be and we think of it as a player referees and coaches also love the sport it's just they are not able to perform or maybe they don't enjoy the playing aspect of it, but they mm -hmm. want to be a part of it. Yeah. Like that little boy, not a great striker, not a great soccer player. <clears throat> Instead of walking away and being like, well, I like to watch it on TV. I'm done. He became a referee mm -hmm. and it gives a platform for other people to play. So if you think about it, number one, the, the main point of this part of the story, I guess, is we need to treat our referees better. Yeah, and 100%. also they all start somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's not like you go and do this level 100 clinic. You get certified. You're the best sir you're, out there. You're yeah, an expert. You know? People learn and they grow. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It took me four years at you and I before I actually played like meaningful minutes. Mm. I was terrible my first couple of years. You know, it. people love the sport. They need time to learn and grow. And if you're nervous about becoming a referee, just know that the Society of Iowa Rugby Referees, Adam Falk, Paul Damagey, those guys, they want to put you into a place where you'll be successful. They want to put you in spots where you feel comfortable. They're not going to throw you in the middle of a Division I men's match with the playoffs on the line. Mm -hmm. They're going to put you where you will be successful, where you can make growth. They're going to help support you. You're not just thrown out by yourself like, hey, good luck. But also at the same time, we only have so few refs and they're stretched so thin yeah. and then people bitch like, Oh, the quality is not where I want it to be. Well, where are we going to get it from? Mm -hmm. If you bitch at people and you tear them down and you put it to push them into the ground, they're going to walk away and the quality of referees is going to get less and less because they're going to be new and inexperienced and they're going to be thrown into things they're not ready for. Mm -hmm. We got to treat our referees with respect. <clears throat> but before we even do that, we need people to to be a referee. So mm. if you love the game and playing is out of the question, this is a perfect opportunity. I know I didn't have this in our rundown. <laughs> yeah. But it, no, I know. But it, it needs to be said though. Yeah, and like we need high school referees. Mm -hmm. That's a big part too. You don't want to do a, like a lot of people just think men's 15s. That's where you ref. No, 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 no. Like it's more important in high school. Mm -hmm. Cuz those kids 100%. could go somewhere and do something really yeah. cool. Where, not that we're not doing anything cool, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's definitely more important at the <clears throat> high school level. Obviously, there's, you know, well, these kids have potential of, you know, go to a great college on scholarship and everything. Yeah. You know, they need good quality reffing. Yeah. And, and I mean, start your journey there. So, I mean, if even one person hears this and signs up, like, I mean, it's worth it because mm -hmm. we just, we need referees and... As the referees get better, the games get better, the players get better, the whole state of it. 
Rising tide raises all ships. Exactly. And the referees are in the water with us. Mm-hmm. We're <laughs> yes, all <they> drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Help! Help! No. That was a bad way to end that metaphor. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm like, it sounds bad. <laughs> but We're all in the water together in our boats. Yes. Safely. Perfect. That's That's much better. But what? Okay, but like, if the tides are high, how does that help people on their boats? Hmm. I guess I don't, I don't. I'm not a sailor. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the quote though. But. Yeah, raising a rising tide raises all ships, but what what purpose does that serve? If someone has the answer for that, like I'm not trying to be a dick or try to be funny. Like I really, as I'm thinking again, my brain is broken. I mean, if the tides are higher, maybe there's less chance of getting like stuck, or you move the boats better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. like, okay. A lot of times on the bottom of rivers and lakes, there's branches, there's mm-hmm. like trees, there's like just weird shit yeah. going on. Or if the water's too low, uh, your rudder or the bottom of your boat gets stuck in the sand. Yeah. You just maybe get stuck in general, yeah. You just get stuck in general. Okay, maybe yeah. that's it. Let's it go with that. Be, yeah, we'll say that's what it is. Okay. Because <laughs> if it's too high, then everything's going to flood and goodbye New Orleans. Uh. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling? Good, you. 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 Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. What you gonna do?